0: Hello, my name is Donnie Smith, and I'm the pastor here at Ascension Christian Center in Apopka, Florida. I hope this message changes, impacts, and challenges you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you enjoy the message, you can connect with us on our website, Facebook, or Instagram at Ascension Christian Center. Thank you, and enjoy. Um, yeah, this is kind of unplanned, but I'm always ready. I'm Everywhere I go, I'm always like, yeah, in season and out, out of season, as Paul said. So... Um, So, Lord, I just bless this uh, time. Lord, let my lips only speak what you have assigned for me to speak this morning, Lord. Let my lips be aligned with your holiness of your message of what you have called me to speak, Lord. And help, help the people to receive and let every person, every individual hear it in the way that they need to hear it personally and individually for their heart. Let their hearts interpret it and absorb it the way they need it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, I, um, first of all, I want to encourage you, I just want to encourage everybody in the room is that I'm not saying everybody's this way, but but I want to encourage everybody, this is the hour to begin to hear, to hear the voice of the Lord uh, clearer than you ever heard Him before. And we should never magnify somebody like, wow, they got this revelation or they're flowing in this anointing or that. We're, we're all, we should all be f- hearing the voice of God in whatever we're doing. If we're called to, I, I'm not, don't be offended by this, uh, but some people, a lot of people think like, oh, I would never want to be a garbage man, picking up people's garbage. But how, what would you do if the garbage man did never ever come to... Um, to, to pick up your trash you <laughs> all that stuff out there it's a blessing you know whatever you do we can do it with anointing but um, uh, so never exalt anybody that stands in this pulpit because we're all the same you know we we don't we may receive awesome revelations but but we all have something awesome about us because God Jesus Christ, Yeshua, as I call him, uh, the Bridegroom, lives in us, and and he's he want he wants to live his life through you, and you're awesome. So I I don't know. I just wanted to say that. But so anyway, God was speaking to me on uh, covetousness, uh, like Donnie already said. I like okay, I, I kind of really know what that is, but I'm am like I use like ten different uh, five five to five to seven different bible translations that I'm always looking into because there is no perfect translation there's and I, and I will say this too there is there is uh bibles for doctrine and then there's bibles for inspiration uh so um some some of the modern day bibles uh, are not good for are not good for uh doctrine uh but anyway I won't go into all that but basically so covetousness, basically the Lord started showing me, I was just minding my own business and, I, and he showed me that how Eve, okay, so first of all, El Shaddai, how many have ever heard the name El Shaddai? Okay, El Shaddai means the God who's more than enough, everyone say more than enough, so whatever, you, whatever your expectation, your desire, your dream, even the wildest dream, say, God is more than enough. I mean, more than enough means he surpasses anything you can even imagine. Okay, so El Shaddai is God Almighty. He created the Garden of Eden, right? So it was a perfect environment, uh, flawless. Uh, every tree, I mean, we, we only read of, you know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life, but but the God who's more than enough, there was probably thousands of trees in that garden. There was everything they could ever imagine or dream was in that perfect environment. But guess what? Eve was still able to be tempted, Adam and Eve. Well, Eve, actually Adam wasn't tempted. He just he was codependent. He had a codependent. Everybody with any deal with any codependency? <laughs> yeah, don't raise your hand. But uh he should he he knew he was doing wrong and he just uh let his wife sway him. But anyway, um anyway, I won't go into that. I might get in trouble with that. <laughs> but, but I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> Right, Cheryl? No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, really. Donnie's anointing us. <laughs> but anyway, so um, help, me, help me, Holy Spirit, stay on track here. Uh, but so, a perfect environment, right? Uh, so, Eve was still able to be tempted. And I was thinking about this she was not tempted by a piece of fruit. She was tempted, because there was plenty of all kinds of stuff in Al Shaddai's, God, the God who's more than enough, his garden. She was tempted by more. By more. Everyone say, she was tempted by more. And she had so much in the garden already. I mean, Al Shaddai, the God who's more than enough, I can't imagine what that garden was like. And she had all her needs totally satisfied beyond measure. You can't even measure what they had in that guard probably. Because uh, c- God is the God, the unmeasurable God, without limits. But she was still able to be tempted. Why? Because she, because of doubt and unbelief that, that came in as a seed. So, so here comes the serp, serpent, Satan. He comes in with a, a doubt. And what was the doubt about? It was all doubt and unbelief is a is related to God Himself. Because think about this. 1 Corinthians 10 13, I'm going to tell you the Rick Watts version of that because it's not um, uh, let me just explain. So 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, I'm not ten thirteen, I'm sorry. It's, um skip my script. Second Corinthians ten four and five. Casting down vain imaginations and reasonings that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Well, this is how I say it. Against the knowledge of who God is and wants to be in our life, who he wants to be in our circumstance, who he wants to be in that situation that we're facing. We have to cast down those vain vain imaginations and reasonings that exalt themselves against God himself, who he is and has always been for all eternity uh i mean it's not like god god has fallen off his throne when you have a problem you know he's all he has an answer there yeah. so um basically the eve was tempted by a seed of doubt that maybe i don't have enough maybe i need something outside of what god has already provided more yeah more Maybe I need more. Maybe this isn't enough. Maybe God is holding back from me, because what did the serpent say? He said, uh, "God know, God knows that if that if you eat of this uh, tree, uh, that you, you will be like him, and you'll have you'll have more. In other words, you'll have more. Uh, and and so she was tempted uh, in in a perfect environment." And so we have to guard our heart above all treasure, as Proverbs 4 says, because she did not cast down that vain imagination and reasoning that exalted itself against the knowledge of who God is as the all-satisfying God. Uh, there's a scripture I do want to read. 1 Corinthians, um, or actually um, Psalms 91, turn to Psalms ninety-one, fourteen, if you have your Bible or your phone. Um, Psalms 91 I believe it's I believe I'm telling you right Psalm 91 14 I believe it is here oh oh, wait a minute is it um, not 91 I'm sorry it's a 90 I believe he satisfies. I can kind of quote it for you. He satisfies me with his unfailing love. So, yeah, we rejoice all our days. Is that Psalm ninety? Yeah, ninety. Yeah, chapter ninety, verse fourteen. Um, let's see here. I don't know what translation to read. because I, I read all of them. Just NLTs, my regular Bible. Psalm 90, verse 14 says, um, Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love so that, we may, so that so we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. So David prayed, satisfy me. And there's so many scriptures. If you look up the word, if you do a word search, I do word searches sometimes. If you do a word search on satisfy, it is amazing how many scriptures that God promises to satisfy our needs? And, and if you think about it, we we all have what's called soul battles. Well, uh, your soul is your mind, your emotions, and your willpower. Your willpower is the muscle uh, of, of determination to take control and, and, and take control and, and operate out of your own wisdom uh, from the tree of knowledge. So we, we, have, we have this battle going on for more. And, and we have to realize that we have to be satisfied with, with what God has for us at, at this very moment. Because think about it. God is Abba Father, Daddy God, and, and he, he knows all of our needs. You know, he, It says in um, Matthew... Chapter uh, 7, I believe it is. Uh, Lori's the scripture lady too. But uh, 6 six or 7, I'm getting rusty on my scriptures. But, you know, he knows the needs of the sparrow. You know, he feeds the sparrow. Uh, and, and they don't have to work, you know, for food and all that. God, God knows our needs before, before we even get there. Uh, when we're having a crisis, God knew that you would be having that crisis before, before you were born in your mother's womb. And so he has an answer, but but the soul battle of our mind, emotions, and will—it's it, we we have that wrestling match. Like God is not answering, uh, but but he there's a timing, and there's a there's a test. You have to remember everything is a test. Every, in fact, when you're going through a situation, you have to say, I want everybody to say this: this is only a test. <laughs> This is only a, only a test. Again, this is only a test. <laughs> I want you to remember those words. When you're going through something, this is only a test. And I'm going to pass it because God knows I have a need. And and he wants to see how I pass this test. Because think about it. He knows we have this need. And, and he has the provision, but... It's only by faith that we can receive the, the provision. So um, uh, we, we have to trust in his unfailing plan. Like I'm reminded of uh, Jesus. Remember when Lazarus in uh, Luke chapter uh, 11, his, his best friend uh, Lazarus had passed away? Oh, while he, while he was sick, actually. And then uh, they came and said, Your friend Lazarus is about to die. Come and pray for him. And, um, so he, uh, he did not leave. He, he waited for what was it? Three days, uh, four, four days. I get that mixed up. Three days, four, day. <laughs> three days, four days. I mean, um, so, uh, he waited. Why? Because Jesus said, I do nothing unless I see the father doing it first. And, and so he was probably saying, father, speak to me just like you and I. Father, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. My friend's going to die if I, don't, if I don't go now. Please, I, I need to hear from you, Lord. How many have been in that situation? I think all of us. When you're, you're, you're begging God for an answer, tell me anything. I, I mean, I'll do anything. Just tell me something, Lord. Just, please don't remain silent. We've all been there. So the soul battle is to take the situation in our own hands with a good idea uh, rather than a God idea and a God plan. There's a big difference between a good idea and a God idea. It's not even an idea. I don't even almost don't like calling it a God idea, but I'm playing on words, good idea, God idea. It's a, it's a God-ordained plan for that moment before you were even born in your mother's womb. God knew you'd be in that situation. But it's a trust issue. And so our, our soul, our mind, emotions, and our willpower Stub, you know, our stubborn will sometimes can be stubborn, like, okay, I'm going to flex my muscles and my will, uh, and I'm going to—I uh, I know that it's just common sense. God wants me to go pray for Lazarus. I just need to go. I just need to go. I just need to go. God wouldn't tell me—God won't want me just to let him die. I mean, like— He's my best friend. Why should I let my friend die? And I have the power to pray for him. Why shouldn't I go? I'm just going, You know, and that's the soul battle. Then you give in. uh, And and just like Samuel was another example. Samuel, uh, um, I mean, uh, King Saul, he had to wait for the sacrifice. You can help me with this one. Donnie preaches this one uh, more than me. Uh, uh, King Saul uh, waited for Samuel to arrive to have the sacrifice. Before they went to war, I mean, yeah, well he yeah yeah, he didn 't wait. what I meant to say, sorry, I got mixed up on Mori, but so he was supposed to wait, but he did not wait because before you go to war, I guess there was a, a sacrifice had to be made to the Lord and all that, and the army started scattering, so he said, i 'm just going to do it, because all my men are scattering, and there 's the enemy coming towards us i 've got to do something." And that's the soul battle. I gotta do something. It's, and, and it's we're still talking about covetousness. Covetousness is saying Al Shaddai is not more is not more than enough, and I gotta do something, because covetousness is idolatry that puts me in God's position of the almighty me, myself, and I, which is the false trinity. Yeah, the Almighty, me, myself, and I is the false Trinity, and we—it's so tempting because it looks good, just like the fruit that Eve Eve had in the garden. It, it looked delicious. It looked desire. It, yeah, it looked like what the serpent was saying was very, uh, very true. It's seduction. It's called seduction. So when Samuel, when uh, as soon as uh, Saul did the sacrifice. Kings weren't supposed to offer the sacrifice. Samuel arrived right after he had finished. Because, why? Because God had him go at the right time to, to say, you, fa- you, you failed the test. You did not pass the test. This was a test. And so when we're in the, in the midst of the heat of the battle, we, we cannot be covetousness and idolatrous if that's a word, uh, you know, it's idolatry to, to worship ourselves and worship our own wisdom rather than trusting in the Lord with all of our heart is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on what? Your own understanding in all your ways. Some, some of your ways? No, all your ways. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge means you look to him in that circumstance and they that wait upon the, the Lord shall renew their strength, Isaiah 30 says. They that wait on the Lord. So it's, is it easy waiting? No, your brain is screaming when you're waiting. Your brain is screaming. And and it's saying just like like Jesus, you know, waiting there. I mean, he was, some people say, oh, Jesus didn't deal with that. But. He was tempted in all ways as we are, but without sin. So his brain was screaming, oh no, my, 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 my best friend Lazarus is going to die. And we got to deal with the, He was tempted, Jesus was tempted in all ways as we are. So we have to remember that it's a soul battle. And, and as you pass the test, you go to another level of maturity you go to another level of identity and purpose. And, and, it, and that's the purpose of becoming more like Jesus every day. And so for covetousness, um, if for if cov, <coughs> excuse me, I have a little water. <coughs> <In> Jesus' name. <coughs> Here's my big red cup. (laughs) I like like that big red cup. I carry this around because it lasts all day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't support Wawa, but (laughs) no, sorry. I I just, uh, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) I I know how you feel now. You open your big mouth when you, like you say crazy things when you're up here. Because <laughs> you do feel a little nervous up here. You want to say the right thing, <laughs> then you say the wrong thing. But anyway, uh, Maristal knows that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying too hard, right? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this message. I'm just, uh, but uh, covetousness, covetousness, it's coveting more than what God has provided for us at the hour to stay in our lane as Donnie says huh yeah yeah it's 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 coveting more than what God has provided for us at this moment in time at this hour because as after we pass the test he, there is more there is increase but you can't have more without going through the trial, without going through the fire, you have to go through the fire of testings and trials. And, and it does burn. It hurts. <laughs> How many been burned by trials? Yeah, ooh, it doesn't feel good. It's not nice. It's like uh, pain, and it's not just people problems. It's just, you know, it's, it's the pain of circumstances, unfair situations, uh, injustices, Things breaking, Uh, you know. I I I went through seasons where things was breaking all the time. Like, what is going on? And and I knew it was attack of the enemy. Um, Just crazy things happening in life. And it's because the 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 more you're the more you're called, the higher your anointing and calling, uh, the the more you will be attacked. Uh, Because why? I always wondered why that was. It's because the brighter your light. The, the more you're you're scaring the enemy and and you're you're intimidating him he's intimidated by you. Uh, don't you remember in the uh, land when um, uh, they they finally got they were talking to Rahab uh, in when they went to spy out the land uh, tell me if I'm correct me if I'm uh, uh, telling the story right or not but sometimes I get my stories mixed up Laurie. <laughs> but uh, Lori keeps me straight but uh so uh <laughs> The, uh, so they were, they, were, they were talking to Rahab who, who protected him while they were spying out the land, the um, Israelites. And uh, they, uh, the, the, they found out from Rahab that, that she, she said, Yeah, we've been intimidated by you. We're, we're scared because we heard how you, you, your God split the Red Sea and you conquered all these nations. And so these people were shaking their boots and they were giants. They were giants. Yet the people refused, uh, the, 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 the 12 spies of Israel's, Israeli, Israeli spies, uh, they were shaking their boots except Joshua and Caleb because the, the, the 10 spies said, uh, We can't take them. They're giants, they're too big. And uh, but they didn't realize that El Shaddai was more than enough for that situation Uh, so sometimes covetousness can be also on the other side yeah that's good Holy Spirit (laughs) see I don't even know where I'm going with this I'm just listening to Holy Spirit Uh, that's good there's another side to covetousness it's wanting to remain coveting comfortable circumstances coveting where we've been for years. Like, oh, I'm comfortable here. I'm just going to hang out here. And you don't want to move forward to face your giants, to conquer the land that so that you can... It's not just because conquering the land and facing the giants is not just for you personally. It's it's for your generational bloodline yeah. to receive the inheritance that they have failed to receive. Yeah. and And so covetousness can be coveting that comfortable job that God says, you need to leave there, Co- coveting that neighborhood, coveting that relationship, that dead relationship that's not going anywhere. And you know that God is saying, just let it go, let it go, let it go. Not everybody, but there's certain relationships that, that are dead relationships. Uh, and, and, and just certain circumstances that God is saying, let go, that can be an ungodly, what we call an ungodly soul tie of covetousness coveting it depending on that more than god depending on that to bring you comfort peace provision especially in a relationship like well i'm just staying in that relationship because he provides my needs but it but uh yeah he beats me uh once a month uh but 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 uh but i but he but where else will i go i'm just throwing it out maybe that relates to somebody but um so you have, there's covetousness with idolatrous, idolatry, but there's also covetousness of holding on to things that God is saying, let go. Because it's about, it's all about having a surrendered heart that, that you love Jesus, the bridegroom. Jesus is a bridegroom. I, I, one day we need to preach that here, uh, the bridegroom message. Uh, the, Jesus is a bridegroom, and we're the bride of Christ. And, and when you're in love with Him, actually, the more in love with, you are with Him, the less life and, and the, the, the world system and what we own matters to you. The more, the more you care about this world, and the possessions and securities of this earth, the, um, don't, don't throw tomatoes at me, but, uh, but, but I'm just going to say it. But the, the more you love the world, the less you love Jesus. I, I mean, it's true. I mean, the more, I'm not saying it's wrong to have things, but, but, but uh, the more that you think about that and you're obsessed with the things of this world, The the less you you will have time for Jesus, uh, the Bridegroom, to spend time with Him, to uh, think about Him, to uh, uh, dive into His presence and just love on Him and worship Him. You know that that's so. The covetousness is uh, also uh, yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just getting this message from Him. Uh, uh, Turned well. I'm just going to quote it uh, from the Amplified, unless you have an Amplified Bible. Isaiah, I mean, um, 1 John 5, I believe, 19, from the Amplified Bible version, uh, it says, keep yourself from idols. Uh, that, that's all the King James says, keep yourself from idols. But the Amplified says, keep yourself from idols, false gods, from anything and everything from anything and everything that would take first place in your life, from any sort of substitute for him that would take first place in your life, or something, I'm not quoting exactly, from any sort of substitute for him that would take first place in your life. That's what an idol is. Anything and everything that would substitute your intimacy, your affection uh, for for Jesus. Because really... uh, um, affection, affection, and um, intimacy with Jesus is really what we're supposed to be focused on, not not the uh, covetousness of the, this earth life. And so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, it that, that is one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, so uh, thou shalt not covet. And so. The the more I enc- my encouragement is um... all right. I'm going to read this scripture. How long do you want me to go? Yeah, I want to read this uh, one one more scripture. Matthew. Everybody could turn there. Matthew chapter uh, 25, verse one. I believe it is. Yes, Matthew twenty-five. Matthew twenty-four and twenty-five are the uh, right where you want to know where where we are in scriptures. Just uh, read Matthew twenty-four and twenty-five. We're right there. Um, I um, I'm just going to read from NLT. Sorry, uh, I don't know what else. I don't know if people use King James or other translations, uh, but um, I'm just used to that. So I'm a, a modern-day guy. But, uh, so uh, Matthew uh, 25, verse 1, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Uh, the lamps is like your, your, your spirit burning. Uh, five of them were foolish... And five were wise. Okay, so, so notice. Five, uh, f- five are foolish, five are wise. The five who were, uh, verse 3, the five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil, or this is olive oil, but just oil for their lamps. So they were foolish because they didn't have enough oil. Uh, everyone said they were, they were foolish because they didn't have enough oil. Okay, verse 4. But the other five were wise. Why were they wise? But the other were wise enough to take extra oil. So say the, the, the wise took extra oil. Verse 5. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Verse 6. At midnight, they were roused by the shout. Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. Verse 7. And the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Verse 8. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. Verse 9. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves, verse 10. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready, those who were ready, those who were ready, why? Because they had extra oil. Those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. That's the marriage feast of the Lamb, of of Jesus, Verse 11, later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. I don't know you. Verse 13, so you, so this is the warning to all of us, to to the bride, the bride of Christ. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know what, what uh, you do not know the day or the hour of my return. So, so basically, both, all ten virgins, uh, the the bridesmaids, they they had they all had oil, so they were born again. But five ran out of oil; they they were unwise because they ran out of the oil of the Holy Spirit because the five had the oil of intimacy with Jesus and the other five had the oil of busy activity ministry and busy activity yeah so five had the five had the oil of intimacy with Jesus spending quality time with him and the other five had the oil of busy activity and ministry remember that and so the you know and and the and the five doing the busy activity was all good stuff like i'm helping my neighbor uh cut cut her grass uh, i'm uh helping uh my my brother he's uh he's sick you know and i'm 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 uh helping at the church and i'm doing all this good stuff and it's all good stuff <laughs> but the good stuff can be covetousness because are you Doing what God has assigned you to do? Are you doing what people expect to you? Are you getting your identity from what you do rather than who you are as the bride of Christ? You are the bride of Christ because sometimes we have a soul battle, as I was talking about, to get our needs satisfied from, from all the way back to our childhood, this unmet needs in our childhood can linger all the way into our uh, adulthood, which, which happens with all of us, actually. And so we have a yearning to be seen, to be known, to be heard, and to be understood, because Mom and Dad didn't do that. I was not, I was not seen. I was there, but they didn't see me. I, I was there, but they didn't really, they didn't really know my heart. Uh, and they didn't take time to understand me, uh, I've I had so much to tell them, but, but they're always running around busy with the, with the oil of busyness and busy activities and busy ministry rather than really understanding me. And, and, and so we have this soul battle that we repeat to get our need met through people and circumstances rather than uh, keeping our eyes fixed on the bride of the oil of intimacy that can satisfy, as we read in Psalms 90, uh, verse 13, he satisfies us. So so we have to be wise in this hour because we're right there. I mean, it's going it's to be too late for some of us. And what does that mean, too late? The volume, this is my interpretation, the volume of... Ch- how do I say this Holy Spirit? The, if, if you don't create a trust bond in a, in a good environment, like Eve was in a perfect environment, if you don't have a trust bond in a good time, and, and this is not a good time, but it's, we haven't seen nothing on the earth yet. Uh, I mean, we, it's, it's going to get a lot worse. Uh, and, and, Forgive me if this b- offends you, but persecution is coming to America. It's already here. If you haven't seen it, it's already here. Uh, I believe people will be killed for their Christianity in America. You know, it's going to tough times are getting tougher. And if we can't trust God now in this lesser time, how are we going to trust God when the when the Antichrist? Uh, com- we must trust the Lord. Now, because in that harder time, how will you trust him when the Antichrist says, Okay, no food, no provisions, uh, unless you take my mark? And, and, and then we'll use excuses and say, Well, God knows, God's a merciful God. He's forgiving. He knows I got to feed my kids. And I'm just going to take this mark. And, 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 and God got to be okay with it. He knows my heart. I don't really want to worship this Antichrist. Well, people are doing that today already in their decisions. We're already uh, taking the mark of this world system, and, and it's, it's, it's covetousness. It, yeah, it starts with living like the world, uh, Pastor Donnie said. It's, it's identifying with idolatry and the doctrine of demons as Timothy says it's the antichrist spirit of anti-love, anti-forgiveness, anti-humility, anti-repentance, anti-relationship and antichrist but uh but uh but everybody stand up so yeah we're going to end this and i hope that wasn't too strong but just <laughs> some strong stuff sorry but uh but i have to t- i just tell what the lord tells me to say and uh So, so, yeah, let's just pray. So, Father God, uh, right now, I just want everybody to say this. Uh, pray, pray this prayer with me. Father God, Father God, forgive me and all of my ancestral bloodline for every way, any way, that I and my family bloodline have come into any agreement with covetousness, with idolatry, with the lust of this earth, with anything that takes your place, anything that blocks me from intimacy with you, Jesus. Forgive me by the blood of Jesus. Forgive and cleanse me and my bloodline. I break agreement with every form of idolatry, with every form of covetousness, with every form of dissatisfaction that fails to be satisfied in you, Jesus, I receive this cleansing now for me and my bloodline. And I receive you, Holy Spirit, to fill me with your satisfying joy your satisfying peace I receive you Lord and help me to trust in you more than I ever have in my whole life in the name of Jesus Amen. Amen Thanks so much for joining us we hope this message impacted you today If you'd like to support Ascension Christian Center, simply go to ascensionchristiancenter.com and click the Give tab or text ACCFL to 77977. Interested in hearing more? Check back weekly for new messages. Have a great day.